Welcome to Real Life Moms. I'm your host, Lisa Foster. And Real Life Moms is a podcast that's all about real conversations and real life issues that parents deal with every day. Our mission is to connect moms by talking about these topics and to continue these conversations through our Real Life Moms Facebook group, where we would love for you to become part of this community. And this week, I invited Emily McMullen to share her story about how she was able to rekindle her passion in her own busy life. Listen to how she talks about what we can do to help find our own passions and what steps to take to actually implement this back into our own lives. Hi, Emily. Welcome to Real Life Moms. Hi, Lisa. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Uh, Yeah. And you know, I'm so excited that you're here today because, you know, we've had podcasts on before and we've Mm -hmm. talked about the importance of like finding yourself and feeding your soul, achieving this balance. But the thing is, like, we totally need and know we need to do this, but we don't really know how to do it. So today's episode is all about rekindling our passions. And Mm -hmm. I kind of feel your story is so inspiring because you actually have reconnected with a passion, which is art, right? Art is yeah. your passion. Yes, art mm-hmm. and painting. Yes, and painting. And and you've brought it back into your busy life. So maybe just tell us a little bit about your background and yeah, how did this all kind of sure. came about? Um, I always loved art. I even remember um, as a first grader, my mom said, she always tells the story that I was too sick to go to school, but I knew the, the art cart lady was coming by. And so I, <laughs> I pulled myself together and made it to school. Um, so I've always loved art and drawing and painting and, you know, doing that kind of stuff as a kid. And when I was in fourth grade, my mom uh, sent me to a magnet school for the arts. And mm-hmm. um, I'll forever be grateful for that opportunity. And it's, it's funny because I was nine I was in fourth grade when she put me on the bus and it was a 45 minute bus ride um, one way from where we oh, lived. Wow. And I have a daughter who's going to be nine in mm. March and I <laughs> can't really imagine doing that. So. Oh my gosh. I know. I have, I have teenagers and I hardly put them on the bus. I don't put yeah. them on the bus anywhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when I was in high school, I did a class, like an elective class where you volunteer um, in the, like a moderate, severe special education setting. And so yeah. it's called peer counseling. Yeah. They and, still have that. We have peer tutoring, it's called out here. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And so I, I did that my junior year and I just loved it. And I just knew in my heart that working with the special needs population was something that I was supposed to be doing. You know, I, I loved art, but I felt like I needed to do this special ed thing. So mm-hmm. I ended up going to college. I majored in uh, special education. My plan was to major in art and special education but Mm -hmm. the education program was so um restrictive and like regimented because you have student teaching and you have to do you know this class and that class and be here and be there Mm -hmm. that I couldn't do I couldn't do both and so I I settled for an art minor and then once I went out into the real world and I became a teacher as you know a lot of you guys know that's your whole life I mean nights weekends you're just living and breathing school. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. It's so hard. And special education is so hard. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, it's one of those jobs where you have to feel like you are meant to be there and you are supposed to be, you know, doing what you're doing. And then eventually I met my husband and eventually we, you know, got married and had kids and the whole thing. And 
my life was just consumed by by school, by regular life, by mom life. Mm-hmm. And I, I did take like a painting class like once, you know, here. And there. <laughs> <laughs> you tried, you tried. I, I, I always like talked about like, oh, I used to be, you know, really into the arts. And like, I used to have, you know, a, a passion for the arts. And it's it just kind of like got shelved and sort yeah. of put aside. And I was really like just directing my energy into being a teacher and then being a wife and a partner and a, mm-hmm. and then eventually a mom. And I think I just got to this place where I'm like, oh, I can't um, just keep going. Like it's it's so much. And I remember um, after my second daughter was born, it just kind of hit like a dark place. I felt like, man, I'm just overwhelmed by life. And it was sort of like a long like recovery period of just kind of like figuring out like how to get back on track to who I am and who I was. And Mm -hmm. um, I went to therapy, I got on medication. Um, It was all very gradual. Yeah. And then I remember my friend Megan, when I was 34, I always had this like fear of social media, which is Mm -hmm. funny because now I'm like talking on a podcast um so she like held my hand and we started an Instagram account together and Facebook and it was really mostly to share pictures of my kids with my friends on the east coast really Mm -hmm. but in my heart I knew at some point I wanted to you know try my hand at some art again and just somehow get back into it and it took a long time for me to figure out how and when and you know, how I could even manage that. And so Mm -hmm. I think my, my breakthrough through point, there were a couple of them. The first one was, I distinctly remember I was sitting on this like cube chair on the floor in like a dimly lit office space between two classrooms and I was pumping. So I had on, you know, my Hooter Mm. Hider and I'm plugged into the wall Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh, okay, like 30 minutes and it's my prep period. And it was just one of those moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, like I can't do any more work right now. I can't think of multitasking. My brain, my heart, my emotion, everything was just kind of like, mm-hmm. I needed to stop. And so I took my phone out because I was, you know, I couldn't really go anywhere. <laughs> I can't you go stuck anywhere. to the wall. Yeah. <laughs> We've been there. Uh, yes. <laughs> And I was looking at my pictures and I was just kind of bored. And and then I started thinking like, hey, maybe I could look at some art online. And so I started looking at art accounts on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And then over time, I started taking pictures, like taking out some of my old high school work and some of my old college work um, from our garage and taking pictures of it. And then I just started just totally for me, for fun, um, like a little art Instagram so you were taking pictures of art, old you, stuff, old art that you had done when you were younger. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you know, like <laughs> throwback. <laughs> Retro. Yeah. To Twenty years ago. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then you made an Instagram though account of of your art. Yes. Yes. Like you know, my sister followed me and my mom. Yeah. <laughs> That's all that follows me now. So yeah, yeah. not even my mom because she's not even on it. But that's and Megan and Megan, (laughs) she helped me with the Instagram. But it was it was just very therapeutic to like kind of look and kind of mentally check out of school life and mom life for the thirty minutes when I had to literally stop Mm -hmm. and sit there. And so every day when I was pumping for 
you know, almost that whole school year, I just slowly worked on um, Instagram posts and like looking at other Instagram accounts with art. And mm. I, it was just very inspiring. And so then I started tinkering in the garage a little bit. Um, and I very, very, very slowly started making stuff. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it was like snail pace. Well, you had two kids. Your kids are pretty young at this time. They're still Absolutely. young. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 They're five and eight now. Mm-hmm. But at the time, you know, I had a like a three and a half year old and a baby. Oh, wow. Um, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I was in the weeds and moms mm-hmm. know, like you, you just, you just have to sometimes put things to the side, just kind of shelve it, but not forget about it. Yeah. For a little while. And so I, I. I kind of mentally did that. I like compartmentalized it. I looked at the Instagram, you know, a 15 minute chunk in the garage, maybe this or that or some little thing, but like nothing major. Mm-hmm. And then there was a point when my, so now we're talking like, you know, four years later, there was a point when my youngest daughter turned four and she was playing with her sister. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I, <laughs> it's I'm quiet. Like, I'm like, what's happening? And there was some shift and I mm-hmm. just felt it. And I said, I can do this now. And so I mm-hmm. went in the garage and I got my stuff out and I made a space for myself. I like, you know, shoved all the toys to the side, and like, <laughs> moved the Goodwill bags. Mm-hmm. Like, I said, this is mom's art space mm-hmm. right here. This is my, mm-hmm. you know, quote, studio. Mm-hmm. And I just started and it really it really just kind of snowballed from there and well and kudos to you for even noticing that space you know almost that Mm. pause that is quiet enough to take your 10 20 minutes and do something because I think as moms there's always something else right like you can go clean or you can go do there's always something to do yes but I think a lot of us miss that like little pause like we should be looking for that because that's I think that's a big question is like how how do parents have the time? Like, where's the time, right? So good exactly. for you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I think, um, like, I do a lot of visualizing parts of my life as um, things, the things that are more concrete. So like the shelving of my, you know, wanting to do stuff for myself, wanting to do my art. I'm literally like imagining myself taking it off the shelf. Mm, and so good. that kind of helps me with the mom um, like the minutia, the laundry, the never ending mm. dishes, the mess all over the house. Like sometimes I'm literally like put it in my mental box and put it on that shelf. Like I'm just going to ignore all of that because if <laughs> I, if I address it right now, mm-hmm. you know, then there goes my painting time. There goes my mm. me time. There goes mm. what I really care about time. Yeah. So it's, I think I do a lot of like visualizing things and like uh, like I do it like a gear shift. I never drove a stick shift, but I, <laughs> I like I'm shifting gears. Like when I go to work yeah. and I'm a teacher, I like shift a gear and then I come mm-hmm. home and I shift a gear and I'm like mom. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's really like that compartmentalizing that gear shift. And I think that over time you can hone those skills if you have the right supports in place. Yeah. And for me, the the therapy, um, the mom network, like this podcast that you're doing, like Mm -hmm. what, whatever, you know, your friends, your community, whatever resources you have to help you with that stuff, your family, your sister, Mm -hmm. your neighbor, um, and then the medication also helped clear that path so I could 
you know, move forward. So first, it, so first it was like the Instagram thing while I was pumping. And then mm-hmm. it was my daughter turning four. And then I had another sort of like energetic shift for lack of a better term. I don't know what to call it. But my husband stopped uh, drinking alcohol when mm-hmm. uh, he was like 41, I think. So I'm like 38 around this time. Mm-hmm. Um, for health reasons. And I was so that was always like something we did together, you know, like most Americans like, oh, it's mm-hmm. Friday night, let me grab some wine, let me do this, let me do that. And when he stopped, it kind of like shifted things a little bit. And I really noticed how much, you know, we were drinking and how much time and energy and money it sort of filled. And so eight months later, I stopped. And I said, I'm just going to try it. And man, it really shifted something in me. And it just opened up this whole, um, like, phase Mm -hmm. of life that I hadn't been aware of. Ah. So all of a sudden, I had more time. I had more money. I had more energy. I felt Mm. better. And all of that, I guess, energy, I could redirect where I wanted it to go. It's like I could harness that because I wasn't giving it away to, like... Mm -hmm stuff I thought I was supposed to be doing or stuff I was just always doing. Like I'm always having a glass of Chardonnay with this meal or with this whatever. Or I'm always going shopping here. Or I'm always doing this on a Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always doing this happy hour with the teacher people. And um, I mean, I still socialize. I still love all of my teacher friends, but I don't um, invest in the social things like I used to. Yeah. So now I'm very, very focused and driven to invest where I want to, invest and it's crazy how much you can actually accomplish when you kind of clear your own path yeah it's kind of like someone once told me that if it's not a hell yes it's a Mm -hmm. no right yeah so and it's almost to me it's like a KonMari method for life cleanup right you know exactly if you don't love it you don't do it and and yeah Yeah. and and it can create much more time with the things you do want to do that's exactly right yeah total Marie Kondo she you know yeah rolled up all these bad habits and threw them out (laughs) yeah (laughs) throw it out (laughs) exactly yeah she should write another book about this but we'll (laughs) she can give us credit for it though time so I mean I, I mean that's an important piece though like as parents is you know, we are always looking for that extra time yes. and, and really looking at the day-to-day stuff that we do and what we do love doing or what we don't love doing. And of course, there are things we have to do, of course, of course. but they of don't course. all have to be have to do's, right? And so that we can find a place for this passion that you want to create. That's ab- that's absolutely right. That's what I've learned along mm-hmm. this path. And, um, and then the other thing I was going to mention is that, well, two things. One mm-hmm. is that the time... I don't want to make it sound like, oh, I have all this time now. Like, I actually <laughs> I actually don't. I still don't because I'm, you know, uh, 19 years deep into the special education teaching career thing. And I have a five and eight year old and, you know, they have school and they're after school activities and I do the mm-hmm. carpool and like all the things, all the things that every mom does, you know, yeah. laundry and blah, 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 mm-hmm. or don't do the laundry. But so there are like some late nights. But I have, I think because I make the, the, I've been making the choices, you know, you know, stay up an hour later here, wake up an hour earlier here. So I get those moments in and then the weekends are also a little bit freer because I'm, I'm like, this is my priority. I'm going to do this. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Blah, blah, blah. You carve it. I, I do find that what you just said, I, that morning and evening hours, I agree. I'm, I'm an early bird. I mm-hmm. like hard to actually stay up past nine. Um, yeah. But I do at times, like I'll block myself from like eight to 10 and do something for myself. I get up at five and I yeah. have like five to seven is my little secret self time. Yes. And and granted, I have not filled those with, well, maybe I have filled them with passions. I, I do my podcasting. You do your podcast. Between 8 and 10. So I, that I is think. a passion and I am doing that. So yay. Thanks for reminding me. Yes. Um, but those are really special hours. Those little, mm-hmm. because, you know, your kids are usually sleeping or they're doing their own thing and they're okay. Yes. And there's yes. less of this run, run, run thing. And it's just a, such a special time to put in your own passion. So that's, that's a great point there. That's right. It's like sacred time. Sacred time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then the other thing I wanted to mention was that the, the more that I put into my art, the more that my family notices and responds um, in a positive way. And I think because I've approached it so slowly over time, it hasn't been this huge, mm-hmm. um, you know, what happened to mom? Yeah. But it's like, you know, now my kids have, you know, their art supplies set up near mine. So mm-hmm. mom's working in the garage, they can come out and do their thing. And they're old enough to do that. You know, you couldn't do that with a toddler, of course, but right. they're old enough now to, to do that and kind of like, you know, side-by-side play like side-by-side <laughs> art time yeah um, yeah and then like but I did that a couple, is but that yeah. is brilliant because you yeah. know I always think about we get so involved in our kids passions you know like it's almost yes. like their passions become our passions because we lose ours right right <laughs> but right but what you're doing is is amazing because your passion is now part of their passion even they're learning from you this amazing art and and to do it side by side so I think we forget how important it is to have things that we love to show our kids and you're doing that that's amazing and modeling that you know we're more than parents Mm-hmm. that's part that's part of our <laughs> I, I know I, I tell my kids all the time I am human you know it is it is it is good for them to see that we are not superhuman absolutely and <laughs> um I did like two art um kind of like pop-up shows at little mm-hmm. fairs and man like my family really embraced that and I we didn't know what to expect my husband you know was lovely and helped with the tent and the tables and you know we had to take two cars and blah 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 and he helped with the setup and just the the energy of the events and the the interactions and like you know deciding where to put the art and how to hang the thing it was really a collaborative effort and it was just wonderful and then my kids I didn't know um, if they would be bored or how what they would do there and so I brought like a bunch of art supplies for them Mm -hmm. and my older daughter ended up like setting up her own little store and she was making her own little pictures and um she loved it like it was so much fun they're like when can we do this again yeah you know it really turned even though it was like my thing it turned into a family affair yeah and it just it was wonderful and it's okay for it to be your thing you know I think we also have to let us it's okay right it's okay to have a thing that it is it is it's I forget that I know (laughs) we forget I'm like oh my god I have a thing I I have a thing yeah (laughs) 
to watch it and just be there and just support. It's a, it's a good skill for our kids to learn to support as well as always being supported. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then two books I would love to mention um, that kind of helped me get to where I'm going. Um, one is the book called Why Bother? It's by Jennifer Loudon. And I feel like that's a really great book if you're at that point where you're like, okay, I have a little bit of time mm-hmm. or I'm at a junction where I think things are shifting, like, you know, mom life or whatever. And I'm not sure how to do, like, how to move forward or what exactly I should be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a great book. And I really, really um, found that helpful. So that's, it's Why Bother by Jennifer Loudon. So that one was super, super helpful. And then one that I read more recently was called, is called Welcome Home. And it's by Najwa Zabian. Um, hopefully I'm saying it right. I feel like really appropriate for where I am now, sort of like five years into this art journey thing. So do you um, so- feel like these books actually helped you, you know, figure out that how to find your passion that you needed? Yes. Yeah. What do you feel like it helped you with? I guess. Yeah. I feel like the first book really did kind of like nudge me back into that direction of like, mm-hmm. you know, Emily, don't forget there's that box up on the shelf. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh yeah, let me get that thing down. Yeah. And I feel like the welcome home was sort of like, yeah, you, you got to, you know, this box is open and now go ahead and show the world because you're ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just, it's just like where I am right now. And I think the why bother was just like helping me get the ball rolling. So now that you have had your passion kind of brought back into your life, how do you, how do you mm-hmm. feel? Changed I feel it? Ama- I feel amazing. I feel mm-hmm. like I have a new lease on life, truthfully. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And I think that, you know, as moms, we feel like there's so much invisible labor that we do. There's so much that's just that goes unseen mm-hmm. that we do. And the same is also in teaching. Like you have so much responsibility behind the scenes, you know, when the students are not there, when the parents are not, you know, interacting with you. Like there's just so much work that no one knows about. And I think having so much of my life be both of, in both of those arenas that the art for me is like a complete counterbalance because it's everything about it is like <laughs> visual, something to see. Yeah. So it's like, it's like the exact opposite of invisible. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's visual. It's look at me, look at this. I made this mm-hmm. with my own two hands, like with my current life, with my two kids, mm-hmm. with my teaching you know, job, like I, I still did this. Yeah. So it just gives me such a sense of like, I can do this. And and, and your yeah. art is, I mean, incredible. I have seen oh, thank you. your Instagram and I think everyone out there should, I think everyone out there should take a peek because it's, it is, it's incredible. It's beautiful, beautiful. So you're, it's, it's visual, but I'm sure some of your heart and soul is, is in there too. Oh yes. All of it. <laughs> Yeah. It's Absolutely. all of you. It's yeah. all in there. Yeah. Yeah. It's all in there. And I and I really do feel like um I'm transitioning into this place where I'm sharing my art for the people that I used to be, you know, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Like I wish I had stumbled upon, you know, someone who was at this place in their life to be like, hey, it's okay. Like that box is gonna come back down. Don't forget about it. Mm-hmm. You know, keep 
keep peeking in it every now and again. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like my art is kind of like a symbol of like, it's okay. Like it's going to be okay. If not now soon, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a re- visual reminder. Yeah. Cause your goal, you, you have a goal with this, right? What your, what's your end end game, if you will. <laughs> what well, would you like to yeah. Achieve? Yeah. Here's the thing. So, um, a lot of people are like, Oh, you should be an art teacher, you know? And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, yes, but I don't want to be an art teacher because I've already invested so much of my life into the special education world mm-hmm. that starting over, you know, with an art, I'd have to get an art credential and I'd have mm-hmm. to, you know, get an art job. And it's a whole nother thing. And the art is something right now. It's extremely therapeutic and I just do it for me. Um, and I kind of do whatever I want. So if I'm now an art teacher, then I'm taking this passion and I'm changing it into something else. And so there's an artist um, by the name of Ronald Jackson. Mm-hmm. And I listened to a podcast, um, Danielle Kresha's The Jealous Curator. Mm-hmm. I listen, that's one of the things I listen to um, in addition to your podcast, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <I'm> sure. <laughs> um, all my podcasts I listen to at usually at night or in the early morning when I'm doing my artwork. Um, and she interviewed him and he was in the military and he talked about how he loved painting and it was his passion, but he was in the military. And so he would, you know, paint on the side and do things for people and do little odd jobs here and there. And then at one point he's like, that's it. I'm going to get out of the military and I'm going to, you know, pursue some sort of like graphic design or something like some art related job. Mm -hmm. And then he realized that he would be completely starting over career wise. And it would actually take away from the time he had free to make art in the future. Mm-hmm. And so he ended up just continuing to build his art career on the side and signed up for another 10 years of the military. And just his discipline and dedication, you know, on the side is where is what built his career up. So by the time he did finish those 10 years, he stepped out of his military career and retired into a full-blown art. You know, he was a prolific artist by the time he retired from the military. And so mm-hmm. I'm very inspired by that. And so I think about him a lot in terms of like the teaching world and like the discipline and the late nights and the early mornings and just slowly building up the art. Mm-hmm. So I would love to retire from being a teacher, um, you know, when it's my time and mm-hmm. just step out into my my art life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's incredible. I mean, because you also love doing what you do. I mean, I do. Yeah, I do. I, I get I do. the impression. So it's yeah. like you have this beautiful career right now. And mm-hmm. you're working with your passion, but eventually that passion might become your next career too. And, and you're retired, but still, yeah, painting. Yeah. That's I mean, that's yeah. beautiful. And what an amazing thing to to look forward to. Right. Exactly. You're such a uh, like I at my retirement, I, I don't even see myself retiring. <laughs> so <laughs> ever, actually. So that's just scary. Which brings me to, I mean, what would you tell someone? <laughs> right. I what know. would you yeah, what would you tell somebody like myself who, you know, I really don't know my passions. I, I don't have mm-hmm. a really yes, I started this podcast and it's creative and I love creativity and things mm-hmm. like that, but I don't really, ha- I'm still trying to figure out what my passions are and, you know, who I was, but who I am now, um, mm-hmm. 
yeah what would you tell somebody like me who's a little just lost in translation (laughs) I, I know I know I would actually think back to when you were a little kid Mm -hmm. and because I'm around them all day long I would think back and or even like ask your parents like what did you love to do when you were little Mm -hmm. and those are the kinds of like the things that we do naturally and sometimes subconsciously and then we kind of forget about them but we were doing them when we were little for some reason and it's you know, mostly because we love, we just love to do that. Who knows what it was, but I would, I would look back. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great advice. Cause I feel like I, yeah, I almost feel pressure. Yeah. <laughs> to find a passion yes. And to yeah. find a good one, right? Like, oh yeah. my God, I need a passion. I need hobbies. Yes. I'm like stretching myself <laughs> to think what they are, but I never thought to think about what's my innate natural love at yeah. all and, yeah. and I and I'm not coming up with anything right now so that's a whole meditation in itself yes, don't. Yeah. and maybe eventually I, if you go to Facebook I will post what it was but we'll see take your time <laughs> but it might take some time but yeah, yeah and I actually love that because I you know you think of you know I even think of my kids and and what they were like mm-hmm. in kindergarten you know that pure mm-hmm. joy yes untouched just happiness of just who they are because they don't know Mm -hmm. anything else right yeah now my kid in high school you know I look at and it's just wow you know all this self-consciousness you know they lost that like pure joy right it's like their yeah like their innate spirit yeah and I guess we all have to reconnect with that kindergarten pure joy self and and what we loved and how do you feel How do you feel that now that you've kind of taken your passion, you know, you have a direction where you're going, Mm -hmm. how do you feel like it's changed your parenting and maybe your family? Oh, I just, I feel like I'm, I'm so much more patient. I've always been a patient person, but I feel like I'm, I'm less, there's no edge of resentment (laughs) in like, I'm taking care of everybody all day long, but not Mm -hmm. myself. So I don't, I don't feel like I have that like edge of resentment that parents can get when you just give and give and give and give because I'm flipping it around and giving back to myself. And so I feel like, okay, you know, gear shift. I'm a mom right now. I'm doing the mom thing. My kids are, you know, top priority right now, Mm -hmm. but in two hours, I'm my top priority. (laughs) So yeah, it makes me feel great. You know, it's, Mm-hmm. that's how it should be and it also sounds like you're also living in the moment I mean as much as you yes. can do gear shifts but it's more that like in this moment I'm at work and I'm a teacher and I'm living in this moment not worrying about everything else in this yeah. moment I am parenting I am doing this right um, yeah. and in this moment I'm for myself and it's there's something really beautiful about just being in the moment right because a lot of times we're in a mm-hmm. space and I might be parenting but I'm not really I'm not in the moment I'm too busy thinking about all the other things I might need to do or resentments or whatever it is you know know. being able to be in that moment is really key and special Uh, yeah and I think that's something we all work on you know Mm -hmm. as parents we're always trying to live in the moment and being attentive to the moment you know is always something we're working on for sure yeah well is there anything else you want to share or tell parents out there about some rekindling their passions? Just know that you have one. I think uh, I love that you have everyone has one. 
Yeah. You know, everyone has something. And even if it's, even if, you know, you were a little kid and you used to, you know, pick up sticks and line them all up in a row, there's something about that that can come out of you as a, as a grown up, you mm-hmm. know, as something. So just think back and remember and know that it's in you. Yeah. You know, before all this, you know, life in society kind of like, you know, took over. It's there. Yeah. It's there. Yeah. I love that. I love that. You know, yeah. Awesome. Every everybody has one cuz everybody yeah. Everybody has one. And yeah, just figuring out what it is. So happy that you came on the show, shared mm. your story, because I do think it's important for us parents to hear these inspiring stories, these people that yeah. have achieved what we're looking for and how they did it, because then it makes me go out and go, oh, okay, I can do this or I can find that. And, mm-hmm. Absolutely. and I, I think that's really helpful for parents to just know that they can. <laughs> that's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you're, if you feel like you can't, then start with getting the supports in place and the help that you need Mm -hmm. to move forward and then it will get better. Yeah. That's a great one too. Well, thank you again for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I know I cannot wait to actually go sit down, think about what I loved as a child to start figuring out what my passions are and then how to implement them in my daily, weekly life. So thank you so much, Emily, for joining us today and getting us inspired about finding our passions. And please visit our Facebook group and tell us what your passions are. What have you discovered? We cannot wait to hear from you. And don't forget to follow Real Life Moms so you don't miss an episode.